The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It is Monday. It's good to have you back here with us. From 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. Our telephone number is 865-255-03. If you want to get in on the conversation, you can do that. Our one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Ben, you made it back safe from the state of Alabama, man. Good I to did. see you. I did. Good to good to see you. I had a uh, a great weekend, as most can imagine. A, a very busy, busy weekend, but one of those weekends that that you're really thankful for, and uh, a weekend that I will remember for the rest of my life. Uh, aside from the gender reveal that my wife and I had, my wife and I had on Friday night. Got in the car afterwards and drove down to the Mobile area for a wedding, and got to see my. The, the friends that I've known the longest in my life been rocking since third grade in good old Fort Irwin, California, Irwin uh, Elementary School in the in the third grade, stealing all the girls at the time, stealing all of them together. And uh, my my guy Justin got married, got to see his twin brother Jeremy, and his parents. So that was, that was really really cool. And I felt like I was gone for three or four days. Honestly, the wife and I had a nice little day getaway, but it felt like we were gone for three four days and got some good seafood I, crab cakes are like my favorite food on the planet so i got to have me some nice crab cakes got to, to find a nice little spot to sit down and watch tennessee beat down south carolina on saturday that was fun did you watch all did you watch both teams play i did not watch the lady balls i was intending to watch the, the lady balls i woke up yesterday morning and left the bottom i thought it was funny i i was at the bottom left corner of the state of alabama yesterday morning and then I drove through the very top right of the state yesterday evening. I, I literally drove the state of Alabama yesterday, which is as miserable as it sounds, especially south of Montgomery, because it is just absolutely three hours of nothing leading towards the beach. But I was going to get back to my parents about the start of the second half, and I saw the score. I saw they were down 20. I was like, nah, I'm not going to turn it on. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm not I'm not interjecting that basketball game into my weekend. But uh I got I got to watch the entire men's game on Saturday. I turned it off with like six minutes to go because it was over and it looked like Georgia was about to beat Auburn. And I was sitting, waiting on the wedding to begin. So I was like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the rest of this one. So I I got I watched thirty five of the forty minutes of the, the men's game. It was already over. All I, apparently, all I missed was Jonas Adu checking in and Brock Jancic scoring a bucket and Jemai Meshack and those guys playing. Yeah, you, you, second half is when uh, Tennessee just took off and, and uh, controlled the game and was on fire from the three-point line. Uh, tied for Tennessee's best best shooting performance on, on the season. Uh, can this team continue to play like that, continue to shoot the way they did in the second half? That's going to be that's gonna be the question, man. Um this gender reveal, though, man, you were schooling me on, on how it works. Uh, I've never been through a gender reveal. Um, I think we should uh, have a fourth and, and do one No, nah, I'm good. The, the three kids that I, that I had, we just kind of found out at the doctor, mm-hmm. and then that, that was it. But uh, you were schooling me 
on, on how it goes. And you know, I was thinking, man, man, it's good for you to go home for your gender reveal. Why is that? Because I mean, that's that's yeah. it was a special moment. You know, it's it's your hometown. Um, no, you know, or, or it's home for for you. And, you, know, you you had your your parents there, and uh, I mean, slick. you only have you know sp- special special moments in places that special to your heart. And um, right there in North Alabama, man, just special to your heart. It was really really cool to see the video. I'm gonna and fight you. This the swing was perfect. It was King Griffey-ish. The pitch was perfect. It reminded me of a home run derby. It was perfect. Savannah did a really great great job putting it in the strike zone, making it hittable. Uh, and you crushed it, man. You peed all over the ball. So uh, it, was a, it was a great video, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. In, in all seriousness, the the one thing that kind of stinks about living in a different town than than your parents and, and a different town than where you just went to high school is is that for for Savannah and I, we have our family – in in Huntsville, our parents and then our grandparents are, are scattered throughout the state of Tennessee. But then we have a bunch of friends in Knoxville. We have a bunch of friends in, in Huntsville and friends in Nashville and Atlanta and, and all over the place. So it's kind of difficult to get get everybody in in one spot. Like I would have have loved for you and your family to be there, but obviously <laughs> you don't need to drive to Huntsville for a a gender reveal. But we we had other friends in in Knoxville that we would have love to have been there as as well but that's kind of part of it and we just picked a date and ran with it and whoever could be there could be there and it was time to find out the gender of the baby so we we are over the moon to have a, a baby boy i i just can't wait to like play catch with them and throw the baseball and the football and just do all sorts of that those kind of things with him and It'll I'm, be here before you I'm, I'm super excited and savannah's pitch was really good i i I rolled over to second for a double play on it. It, it wasn't my best swing, but I made contact, and it, it wasn't necessarily a strike per se. It's, it's not a pitch I would have swung at in a game, but but when it's a hit and run and, and you have to make contact, you swing, and we made contact, and that, that was the most important part. But it was it was really, 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 really cool, and I appreciate everybody who reached out on uh, social media and uh, sent me personal messages on, on Facebook, on on Twitter, and I, I saw all the mentions uh, on my tweet uh, of the video uh, as well, and I appreciated each and every one of them. So, so to all of you who did reach out and, and wish us a congratulations, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It, it really meant a lot. And all I'm going to say, Swain, is your, your, your little girls, they're not too far ahead age-wise from, uh, from, from little Ben. So I'm just going to say, you better hide your girls. Because mm. little Ben's coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. If he picks up any swag from his dad, I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> 865-255-03-Josiah Jordan James, ladies and gentlemen. A beast. Josiah Jordan James. Foul trouble stopped him from dropping 20 in the Texas A&M game. But the Files could not stop him from dropping 20 against South Carolina, his home state team. Josiah has been amazing in the last couple of games. He's been the key to this offense. He's been, like, literally the key that has unlocked 
to Tennessee's offense and Tennessee's potential that we felt like Tennessee could have at the beginning of the season. You look at his day, four for nine from three. I don't know if Rick wants him to shoot that many threes, but hey, he was four for nine, 50% from the field, 20 points, three steals, three blocks. I mean, he blocked more shots than anybody else on the, on the basketball team. Zero turnovers, six rebounds. Uros had eight rebounds. I mean, everyone just was on their A game. Zakai Ziegler, just like we've seen, you know, last couple weeks, when he comes into the game, he affects the game. The tempo changes. The pace changes. Had a back had back-to-back threes. He was 80% from the three-point line. In 27 minutes, he dropped 18 points with the second leading score. Kenny Chandler is playing within, within himself more and more. His best game taking care of the basketball, Ben. He had 10 assists and one turnover. Double-double. Oh, my goodness. Kenny Chandler looking real good right now at the right time. And that's what it's about. It's about playing the best basketball when it matters most. And basketball is a long season. It's a it's a different game than football. You can have a stinker one day and fix it, come back, and not have it you know, kill your resume. Use it as motivation. Use it as a, to- a teaching moment. Improve and then voila, snap into a team that is supposedly playing their best basketball at the end of the season. That's what they're doing. So – can it continue? Because right now Tennessee is tied for third in the SEC with with Arkansas. Kentucky is number two. Auburn is number one, obviously. Um, but you play Arkansas coming up, but you have a big midweek test against against Mississippi State. Yes, on the road at the hump, a hard place to play. Uh, Being so, man, Tennessee right now is on a nice, nice SEC winning streak. And you look at some of the other teams around around the league. Can't say that Tennessee. Can't say other teams can. Um, other teams can't say the same. Excuse me about the winning streak that they've had in SEC besides Auburn and, and Kentucky. Uh, but Tennessee has had a nice winning streak with two of the best teams in the country. Two of the teams that possibly can get to the Final Four and win the whole deal. So uh, Tennessee basketball, the men's team is playing at a, at, a, at a high level at the right time. Trending in the right direction. The next step, though, is beating a legitimate team. Yes. They did beat LSU, but ooh, they, but the, the, the wheels are falling off of that wagon. They are a butt right Yes, now. they are butt booty terrible. Got absolutely beat down by Vanderbilt on Saturday. Well, it was around 20-point loss, correct? I know it was double digits, I, and they were losing by 20 at one point. I, I don't know the exact point total of what it ended up being. But that that was Tennessee's best win during this five-game stretch. Uh, maybe now it's Florida, but even – Florida's a, a solid team, but but nothing that that really – it's a game that Tennessee should have won. They, they, they did what they were supposed to do in that game, and, and then you also beat Vanderbilt and – South Carolina, and what was it, Ole Miss is the other one in this conference win streak that, that Tennessee has beaten. So the next step 
is, in my opinion, not even a Mississippi State, but over the next couple of weeks, and it's somewhat spread out, but next Tuesday in eight days, the Kentucky Wildcats come to Knoxville for a 9 p.m. Eastern tip. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, and then a couple of weeks after that, uh, what, that, that even before Auburn, though, uh, Arkansas comes next Saturday. So you get mm-hmm. Kentucky on Tuesday, Arkansas on, on Saturday. Though Those are the type of wins. Even Mississippi State would, would be a, I think, beating Mississippi State on the road, in the hump, nine Eastern tip on the road. I, I think that would be probably Tennessee's best win of this conference win streak. But the, the next step, now that it, it appears that Tennessee is hitting a groove, and the stock is going up, and they are trending in the right direction. They've got to prove that it is legitimate stock and knock off Kentucky, quite frankly, because that's the next step, and those are the really the type of teams that you are going to run into in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, If Tennessee played like they have been playing the last two games against Kentucky, when they lost, they still lose the game, though. Mm -hmm. So, like – if Kentucky comes in here and have the same performance, which you you shouldn't expect because they they are a team that plays better at home versus on the road. Um, now, that game against Alabama, you know, Alabama just couldn't – they couldn't make a shot. <laughs> they, I mean, they could not make a three-point shot. They It was like five minutes left in the game, four minutes left in the game, and they had not made a three-point shot there in the second half. and. I don't know what Davison was doing. He was, he was so careless with with the basketball. But like, you know, Alabama makes some shots. That's that's a that's a game. I yep. mean, Alabama is good enough to beat anybody in the in the country, and then um, also bad enough to lose to anybody in the country. Yes. But you know that game between Bama and Kentucky, it was about Alabama's inability to make shots from the outside, and um, Tennessee can beat Kentucky, but we have experienced the best. Kentucky, you know, uh, has has looked in one season, and that was against that was against us. Truth is, Kentucky can win the whole championship, along with Auburn, along some, along with some other schools like Gonzaga and and Purdue and Arizona. Uh, but Kentucky's in the, in that in that category. But all I'm saying is, it's it's reasonable to think that Tennessee could play like they played against South Carolina and still lose against Kentucky because they. They're a good team, man. Yeah. They're, they're one of the best. They're a top five team for a reason. Well, and I mean, if Kentucky shoots the way that it did in in Lexington, then it doesn't matter how great Tennessee plays. Yeah, nobody Tennessee's gonna, yeah. Um, the the any team is gonna lose to Kentucky on that night. But again, that that is the best Kentucky's offense has looked all year. Part of it was Tennessee giving them easy open looks. Um, the other part of it was that it didn't matter if a hand was in their face or not, shots were going down. And there, there have been several games since that game that Kentucky has played in in which their offense didn't it, – it, it was kind of rusty throughout the game mm-hmm. and, and didn't click. Now, they looked awesome against Kansas. Uh, that, that's been their most impressive performance since then. But they, they played in some games since then where it did not look all that pretty and – if, if Tennessee can knock down shots like it did against South Carolina, that, that translates to, to any game. I mean, that that is what Tennessee looks like when it's knocking down 
open shots, and, and we've been begging for them to do that all year long. And if, and if that's something that is going to actually kick in and take place, then Tennessee's going to become a real dangerous team because th- this team is starting to, to truly find its voices on the team and its leadership. Guys are starting to, to buy into their roles and, and truly, I don't know about buy-in. I think the team has been bought in per se all year, but they're starting to understand their roles and excel in their roles. And, and the guys that need to be the guys on the team are starting to realize that they have to be and are performing to that standard. So, and, and Tennessee's defense is one of the best in the country. So, Tennessee's got some ingredients kind of cooking up in the pot right now that that is trending in the right direction as March approaches. And I, I think Tennessee's certainly capable of beating Kentucky next Tuesday night here in Thompson Bowling Arena. It's going hey, to take the crowd getting into the game, creating an atmosphere like we saw with Tennessee hosting uh, Arizona early in the season, I think that's why that game is, is a 9, 9 p.m. game. You don't want that game to be 6 o'clock where people are just filing in from work. You want them to have no time to get ready. However you get ready for basketball games, but get ready uh, and make Thompson Bowling a true home court advantage. 865-255-03. Got some football to talk about. Super Bowl week is, is coming up. Tennessee Cruton and basketball. Tennessee Cruton and football. Lots to get to today here in the Swain event. Don't go anywhere. We'll take our first break of the day. Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 
599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. Ballfield says Arizona is an elite eight team at best. Well, you know that. I mean, they have all the pieces to to make to make it all the way. They have beat UCLA, who's a top five team. They beat UCLA at home, and then turn around and beat UCLA. Excuse me, uh, USC. That was a, a a team that people were kind of wondering. Okay, is, is this team gonna be good enough? They had a couple games postponed because of COVID. Uh, but they had an unbelievable record, so they I beat like USC. Yeah, they beat two of the best teams in the Pac-12 in a week span. So Arizona, depending on the draw, could go all the way. Yeah, I, I think, mean they have I the think pieces. They're the real deal. Yeah, they have all the pieces. We we caught them on a perfect perfect night. But there's there's a good collection of teams that, depending on the matchup, depending on the night or the day. They could be Sweet 16 or go all the way to the Final Four. That's why the tournament is so is so great and weird and wacky at the same time. Think about all the great players and teams that Calipari has had, Coach K has had, Roy Williams has had. They haven't been to the Final Four consistently. They lose in the Sweet 16. They lose in the you know 32. They lose in the Elite Eight because it's hard. It's hard to get all the way to the show. And sometimes the matchup is just not in your favor. So Arizona, hey, they may just get to the lead eight, but they're more than capable of getting to the final four. They got all the pieces. Um, and they and they're playing well right now. Two top five, top ten wins in a week 
against conference opponents, it's pretty good. Yeah. So you can't really judge them based on what we saw from them when we played them. You kind of look at their body of work and, and who they've played this season, how they played this season. I think Arizona is a legitimate um, a legitimate contender. I think I'll have – depending on the matchup, I'll, I'll have Arizona going far on my bracket. Now, I'm, I'm sure F, after we've had this entire – conversation Arizona will lose in the first round and make us both look like idiots but on my bracket I, I will probably have Arizona going to pretty far I'm not gonna say I'm gonna pick them to win the national championship right now it's hard to pick anybody but Auburn to win the national championship even even with a tough outing on on Saturday against Georgia what is it with Georgia and Tom Crean can't beat anybody until the top teams in the country come to your place to play and then you find ways to beat them yeah when we Came on short against Auburn. You just, you, I guess, I guess and, coming and, close is like a moral victory for those guys. Yeah, and and I thought Georgia got got screwed there at the end on that bucket by Wendell Green to to give them the lead. I, I thought that was a charge, and and I didn't think the basket should have counted. And I, I, I now granted I didn't see the replay, but I it looked like it should have been a charge when when I watched it live. And I mean that was the game winning bucket. And then you had a wide open three in the corner, and, and the dude just missed. Just missed. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm ready for Bruce to lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you never want to see your ex doing better than you. I mean, it's as simple as that. Some, some, some of I, us, I, I, I some don't... of us have uh, that feeling. Some of us are Auburn fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, is, I just is weird, and 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 love to use that as a reason to put down Rick when Rick has a, a great basketball program. Uh, right now, uh, Tennessee is in a, in a great spot all, on the basketball court. And also, speaking of like comparing others to, to to put ours down, you mentioned JD Davison last break or mm-hmm. last segment. JD Davison is not living up to the five star hype, but nobody's talking about him. And, and people are complaining about Kennedy Chandler left and right. Kennedy is having a really good freshman season a really good freshman season now it, it may not be the the type of five star one and done type of season that everybody expected I can recognize that I mean I, I thought he was going to play himself into a a top 10-ish top 15 pick and I, I don't think that he has done that per se but I do think he's been better than Jane Springer and Keon Johnson mm-hmm. um and uh, aside from that, I mean, he's like I said, I mean, he's had a, a really good freshman season, and, and there's this stigma that Rick Barnes gets these five stars that just do absolutely nothing when they get here. Go look at J.D. Davison. J.D. Davison was supposed to be the, the, the same, you know, have the same type of season as, as Kennedy was supposed to have, and Kennedy is having a, a far better season than J.D. Davison. I mean, every time I've turned on, Alabama this year, and, and I watch a, a lot of SEC basketball. I go out of my way to watch it. I haven't really seen J.D. Davison do much of anything this year. When, Except for when, the Houston game. Yeah. When I have watched him, I have not seen him do much. Yep. I I was – I was. Um... And my point is you should – folks should have more of an appreciation for Kennedy because of that situation. I agree. I mean, to have a double-double in college basketball – with a sis, it is really, really incredible. Really, really incredible. In 40 minutes, a double-double, and it's not off of rebounds. It's via a sis. 
That is really, really impressive. And instead of comparing Zakai to Kennedy, or rather Kennedy to Zakai, why can't we just appreciate the fact that we have two terrific freshman point guards that complement each other so well? That that should be the conversation. Not saying, how is Kennedy a, a, a first-round pick and a one-and-done when Zakai is better than he is? That, that shouldn't be the conversation. The conversation should be that, man, Tennessee and Rick Barnes has two outstanding freshman point guards that complement each other well and, and are really starting to, to play their best basketball this second half of the season. Yeah, I'm looking at the, um, the, the, the top rankings, 2021 class, that includes Ch- uh, Holmgren, Holmgren and then Paulo Banchero, uh, Jaden uh, Sharp there at Kentucky, who's not played. Well, he reclassified. Yeah, not not played yet. Uh, Amani Bates, who reclassified. Jalen Duran. Um, these are these are all five stars I'm looking at, man. And you know, Caleb Houston there at Michigan is a five star. Hayden Watson, UCLA five star. JD Davidson a five star. Um, you know, Tata Washington a five star. Damian Collins at Kentucky is a five star. I'm looking at a lot of five stars and not many playing better than than Kennedy. Not many. Uh, Chet Holmgren playing better than Kennedy. Yeah. He's also just simply better than yeah, Kennedy. Yeah. He he's, should he's be a, having a better uni- season. He's a unicorn. And, and here's the other thing. Uh, in my opinion, not saying uh, Chet will be the better pro prospect, pro player more than likely. Who knows? I I, I kind of feel weird about his frame going into the into the league. But I don't know. We, we've seen other really skinny guys go in and, and peep up. And I mean, KD was that skinny. This game ain't like KD. So. Oh, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say that. But I mean, his physique was. And, to- and KD was able to overcome that. Ja was skinny as all get out. Uh, but we'll we'll see. But the the skill is there with Chet Holmes. I, yeah, I like sure. Chet. And, and Paulo's been terrific this year. Terrific. Which he should have had a better year than Kennedy. Jabari Smith. Same way in that conversation. And then Ty Ty Washington, he's probably had a a better season in totality than than Kennedy, but he's just been been really good. I mean, all the names that that you listed off, I mean, it's really those three that stand out just off the top of my head that have definitively had better seasons than Kennedy. Yeah, I think think expectations were were too high for Kennedy, to be honest. I mean, what we were – expected of Kennedy is what we are seeing from the guys that's going to be picked in the top three. Right. You know, like <laughs> those, those three, Jabari, Chet, Paulo, going to be the top three. Yeah, picks. but their impact on the team and, and their performances night in and night out, that's what we were expecting from Kennedy. And maybe that was a little, little unfair. But anyway, see, he had a great game against South Carolina. He is playing his best basketball at the right time. That's what matters. Yes, he's sliding down the mock drafts and all the and the board and the, all that good stuff, um, but he's still gonna be a first round pick. He'll he'll and still, still play in the league for a long time. He'll still be able to live out his dreams. Yep. Um, Do you think that I was gonna say this when I mentioned Chet before we started talking about his physique? Even though like Chet is technically having the better year and, and the better pro prospect, I think Kennedy's getting more out of being at Tennessee than Chet being at Gon- Gonzaga. Because of the teams that they are playing, I, I think competition. yes, yes. Now I, I, I think Chet has has been terrific, and he's going to get a lot of notoriety because Gonzaga has 
turned into a, a big blue blood, so there's going to be a lot of conversation around Gonzaga. But in terms of the competition that the two are playing, I mean, Kennedy is is learning far more than than Chet is. Like, Chet's not having that reality check that, that Kennedy had against Kentucky. No. I mean, he, he, he gets to play with Timmy. Timmy. Drew Timmy. Uh, who is, you Timmy. know, <laughs> one of the best – Big man in in the in the country, mm-hmm. but like you're not getting that night in night night out competition like no. you would in maybe a different conference. You're not but. getting embarrassed in what what kind, I don't even not the Mountain West. What is it, the WAC? It's the WAC. I don't. I can't think off the top of my head what that stands for. Um, but he's not getting anywhere near the competition on a night in night out basis. That WCC is the West Coast. No, that's conference. right. That's right. WCC. Whatever, whatever that is, he's but, not getting near the comp. He's he. Nah. Kennedy has been humbled this year in a good way, and has taken tremendous strides each time after being humbled because he 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 works hard and he has a skill set. And Chet's going to be fine, and and he'll have those moments in the NBA. But Kennedy has, I would say, Kennedy's game has grown more this year than Chet's because he he's had those humbling moments and has had to. To learn on the fly, where because of the level of competition that Chet's playing against in conference, I mean he's not having those moments where he's humbled. This dude is seven foot, one hundred and ninety pounds. He he is a free, he is like we talk about unicorns in basketball. He's truly a unicorn. I watched a little bit of Gonzaga play. I like his game. He's yeah. just the, his frame freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> Man, he is. He looks fragile, very fragile. Yeah, it looks like if he. Takes one charge, he's out a month. Man, um, ATL VFL says Springer should have stayed. Could be having a great year with KC. Man, should have he should have uh, he stayed? I don't know. I mean, because. Yes, this game needs to develop, but that whole conversation about you stay so you can develop. Well, if, if someone is going to select you, is willing to select you and, and pay you to develop, why take why not take that rather than going back to school and going to class where you have less time to develop? Right. That, that that's always my argument. So like, yeah, like Jake Springer could have had a better sophomore year than his freshman year, and and yes, he wasn't a lottery pick and. There's a lot to his game that he needs to improve on, but my whole thing about basketball is you can you can do those things while being in the league, while being a professional. Um, sometimes physically you're not developed on the football field, and you need to develop in that area. But in basketball, I just we're talking skill sets and the maturity, and you can do all those things while still being paid. That's kind of how I look at it with basketball. Ball fan says I would never have Bruce Pearl. Love like some Tennessee fans. What he did to his assistants when he convinced them to lie for him because he wanted to cover his own butt is unforgivable. He put them in a terrible situation. He lost his job but got to sit on TV, make money as analysts. His assistants were good people, ended up with show causes, and had to work their way back up from the bottom. Yep. Man, you had you had assistants working at JUCOs and having to live in dorm rooms to get back in. And uh, I... I've heard the story was about Steve Forbes, and don't think those guys will be exchanging any um, Christmas cards anytime soon. 
and what Forbes has done at Wake Forest has been amazing. And um, Bruce Pearl hurt a lot of people, man, in that process. And some people don't care about that, man. Some people are Vol, War, war Eagle Vols. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to, to Bruce Pearl, it's kind of weird and creepy. So, some of them are, are strange because they, they knock out the trifecta of being a Vol, a Tiger for Bruce, and a Rebel for Lane. Yeah, I don't think we're seeing much of the Rebel for Lane, but we are seeing we, the we Tiger for seen, Bruce, which we, is kind of just kind of weird and disgusting. Yes. Whatever. Vol Grizz Cup says hopefully Keon gets more clock. With the Blazers, yep, he was part of a uh, big time trade before the trade deadline, and so he is now a uh, Portland Trail Blazer, and it looks like they're going to um, probably have a rebuild. Man, Damon Lillard may get shipped out uh, by next season, and Gion's going to be on a team that's not going to win a lot of games, but he has the opportunity to, to get some clock and. And hopefully, he's able to take advantage of that. That's such a weird conversation, and I don't really know what what side I fall on. I, I struggled with that conversation with Keon and, and Jaden, and I'm going to struggle with it again with with Kennedy just in terms of, of whether they should leave or, or whether they should not leave. It, it, it's Because, like, you see the benefit to them coming back to school. What is the benefit? Just continuing to, to grow their game. I, I I think under I think like under Rick Barnes, you can develop your game. Like one more year will absolutely benefit you, maybe more so than than being bounced around between the G League and and sitting on the the end of the bench uh, for an NBA team. Like Eve Pons, like right now he he's he doesn't play in any of the pro games, and he he's not really playing a ton for the G League team for the Grizzlies, so he's not getting a, a lot of minutes either way to develop his craft. At least coming back to school, you, you know for sure that you, you're going to be playing in games weekly, and, and I mean, that's the biggest way to develop your game. I mean, and again, Rick Barnes is terrific with guards, and no doubt in my mind that Keon and, and Jaden and would have grown had they come back for a second year, and, and Kennedy – the same way, but on the other side of that coin, I agree with you. And like, hey, you can get paid to go develop Lamelo Ball if if you were drafted into the right situation. That that's the other kicker and kind of the thing you obviously don't know about yeah. going into it. But I, I, there are absolutely benefits to coming back for for another year. Like I absolutely think now with Ke, like Keon and Jaden, I thought that they should have left because I didn't think that they were going to be able to come back and really improve their draft stock a ton. I mean that. They both ended up what, going 15, 20 range. I mean, I, I and I thought that was yeah, Keon was Keon was higher. I right. mean, Keon coming out this year would would would, would be top ten. Yeah, assuming this, that his game took a took yeah, a step his forward. jump shot would have improved. His ball handling would have improved. He would have had more athleticism, more explosion, playing faster inside of the system. And him being traded to to Portland on on Friday is is pretty telling. And, and not in a good way. Like, like the Clippers were willing to part with him for Robert Covington. Uh, Robert Covington and, and um, oh, man, what's my guy's name? Two shooters. They, they, they were trying to get – they're trying to get over the hump right now. Yes. Like, Keon's more of a, a tomorrow player for them. Norman Powell. Norman Powell. Like, and, yeah, and, Robert and, Co- 
those, I mean, those guys get they buckets, know, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say that they aren't good basketball players. Robert Covington, Norman Powell are good pro players, but they're not. You shouldn't be training your first round top fifteen pick for them. Is my point? Yes, you should. No, you should not you for got, those two. You got you got Paul George. You got Kawhi Leonard. Like you're you're trying to win now. You're trying to get the guys that's going to give you get you over the hump. Your first right now. Your first round top fifteen pick should be helping your team now. Is and what fo- I am saying. In football in basketball too. The Grizzlies. It's happening with the Grizzlies right now. Zaire Williams at twelfth or whatever he was picked is helping the Grizzlies. Right now, like your top ten, top fifteen picks, that they they should be helping you. You should not be trading them. Again, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, good players, great shooters that will help the Clippers. But your your first round pick that that was, I think I think he was in the top fifteen, should not be the guy. Your pick twenty one, he, he should not be the guy that you're trading immediately. Like if it's year two, year three, okay. But you, I mean, you're trading him before the All Star break. I don't think I personally don't think that that. That's necessarily the greatest sign for what the Clippers thought of Keon. Because I, I assure you that if they thought he was truly going to be special, they're not partying with him. They're not. Yeah, well, they're trying to win right now. I, 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 I get it from their perspective. Again, I think those two players are, are good. I, w- I wanted Robert Covington on the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies need to, need to add a shooter, and I was hoping maybe they could go get Robert Covington. It actually looks good on Keon that it took Robert Covington uh, and Norman Powell um, to – Execute that trade. I mean, it could it could be the opposite. Like, man, wow! It took it took throwing in you know Keon and another pack, another player, and, and a pick. Uh, Keon could absolutely been balling and doing his thing, but the Clippers are set up to win now with Kawhi um, and, and Paul George. Tyron Lue was brought in to win now. Like Steve Ballmer wants to win now. He's willing to do whatever it takes, spend whatever it takes to to win now, and. Um, They'll, I guess they'll worry about the future later. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Ke- I don't Ke- think Keon's Ke- 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 in but... a better, better position because he'll be probably part of a rebuild and he'll yes. have opportunity um, to get a lot of shots and be a part of a new culture there under Chauncey Billups. So it, it's going to work out for Keon because he's made of the right stuff. He's going to work hard, and this game. Uh, it's about athletes in space, and Keon's one of the best in the biz at that. So he'll be okay. But conversation did go kind of over from, from Kennedy. Kennedy is playing well right now. He's playing his best basketball. Uh, the game looks a ton slower for him. And like Vol fans said on the text box, it's hard to come in and just play point guard. Yes. Like, it's hard to do that. Um, what's also hard is, is when you have – your, your, your program's most famous player get in trouble. And that's what happened with um, Alvin Alvin Kamara, who was arrested on battery charges um, after an event, a night out at a club in Las Vegas. Uh, according to the, the statement, it looks like he was arrested the day after the incident happened. I'm waiting on more details. I'm waiting on more details um, before making any serious judgments, but it's not a good look. Uh, when you have the player on the Jumbotron, you have your most recognizable player from your school getting in trouble, getting arrested, but uh, you are innocent until proven guilty. At least you should be. And um, 
somebody was messing with him, what happened? So, not good, but waiting on those details. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com.
Y'all better put some respect on Josiah Jordan James's name. Playing his best game of the season against his home state team. Giving out a ball to Josiah Jordan James. 20 points. Shot was like butter from the outside. Four of nine from the three-point line. Just a great, great day for him at the office. 36 minutes. Had more minutes than anybody else. Was efficient. Six rebounds. No turnovers. Three steals. Three blocks. Man, led the team in a few different categories. Tied for steals. Led in blocks. Led uh, second in rebounding. Led in points. Man, Josiah had a game. So, boy to him. I know he has been struggling with, with his offensive uh, game in the middle of the season. But, man, right now he is playing lights out. So, congratulations to Josiah George James. He gets my attaboy for, for today. Yeah, I was going to go with Josiah as well. It was just. My bad. Oh, it's all good. The, the whole basketball team gets an, an attaboy. Everybody playing right now, aside from the other five-star, is contributing and, and seem to be in a really good groove at the moment. Uh, so, I mean, we, we can highlight Kennedy, his double-double. He finished with 10 assists. How many points did he finish with? 11 or so? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that Again, I said it earlier. A double-double in college in 40 minutes, and you get the double-double because you had – Double-digit assists, that, that is really, really impressive. One turnover. One turnover. That's the best part, too. And, look, South Carolina plays suffocating defense. They ain't worth-ish on offense, but their defense is is pretty good. And they, they suffocate you. It's, it's physical. So, to have one turnover against Frank Martin, I do think that is really impressive. But, but Kennedy obviously played well. Zakai was terrific. And, and how about – Kai knocking down those back-to-back threes and then going over to the bench and throwing up in the trash can. <laughs> uh, and, and and then coming back out and continuing to play well. He, he gets an attaboy for his performance. Uh, Santi hitting open shots. You mentioned Josiah. Josiah is my favorite player on the team just because of who he is as a person. Just because of who he is. As a person, I, I've said this before. Now I can really say it now that I know I'm going to have a boy. I always said that if if I ever have a boy, I, I want my son to grow up and be like Josiah Jordan James. And I, I still believe in that. Like, I, I will be thrilled if, if my son, and I'm not talking about the basketball player, obviously, but just the, the person, I will be thrilled if my son is is like Josiah Jordan James because he is, he is just a terrific, terrific person. And uh, I, I love seeing him have success because quite frankly I think he gets more hates too strong of a word but I can't think of a different word to use he he, he criticized too much there you go it, to me he gets too much unfair criticism uh and, and he's had to deal a lot injury wise over the course of, of his Tennessee career to this point so to see him ball out in his home state he had 33 tickets that he needed to to round up and and his teammates and coaches helped him round up that many tickets for his family and, and friends to come see him play. And then he had a, a bag of, of cookies from grandma after the game. Just a, a really neat, neat story. And Olivier Camois, man, I, I was telling you during the break, it was depressing to see his reaction to that, that injury. And I, I was surprised that it came out that it was an, an ankle that he's dealing with and not his Achilles. Weird, it, man. It sure did look like an Achilles injury. And 
I remember Mario Chalmers when he was with the Grizz and, and he tore his Achilles. He, he had that same exact reaction. Yep. And same exact limp to the locker room. So yep. I was surprised and thrilled that it was just an ankle. Yeah, man, it was weird. It was weird the way he looked at his foot. It was like he never experienced that type of uh, pain before, or experienced um, like like that sequence of events. Like if you were an athlete as a 21, 22 years old, uh, 22, 21, 22 years old, you've had plenty of ankle sprains, especially in the game of basketball where um, you're jumping and you land on someone's foot or you're driving the ball to the basket and your ankle just turns. You've been, been through plenty of ankle injuries. So it looked like he had never experienced an ankle injury before, his reaction. So I was a little But even on the replay, scared. you couldn't see anything. I didn't see a turn. And that's what really freaked me out. It's like you couldn't see a, a turn or a twist or or whatever. You didn't see his ankle get hurt, and then he had the the reaction that he did, and, and it looked like he could barely limp back to the locker room. And he has been playing tremendous defense all year. That block that he had Ooh. was superb. I, I, I don't know if it was a top-ten play, but it should have been a top-ten play. That was tremendous, and I wrote a story – on Thursday about how he's trying to find his identity and, and be that Swiss Army knife like Josiah and, and also be a, a physical enforcer. And he, he's been playing that physical enforcer role all season, but the offense is finally starting to catch up. And that, that's why I was really bummed to see the injury. Obviously, I hate it for him personally, but he, he was coming so far, and it really looked like things were, were starting to click for him, and, and then bam. So hopefully he, he doesn't miss any time. Hopefully, if he does have to miss time, he, he's back by – just have him back by Tuesday. Have him back by next Tuesday against uh, against Kentucky. You can obviously beat Vanderbilt at home on Saturday. Probably can beat Mississippi State without him, assuming everybody else plays their role. Just, just have him good to go by next Tuesday night against Kentucky. That's it. That's when we need him, man. That's when we need him. A lot to get to. Four around the SEC. Got some movement, man, in the coaching circles that we will touch on. Coming up, 865-255-03, hour one was brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. That is the Happy Hiller guarantee. HappyHiller.com.